<clears throat> I'm Jim Laws, and Nat Ayers is with me today on the Internet Radio Broadcast, sponsored by the Broadway Church of Christ. The Gospel is for All radio program is a program that's devoted to the discussion of God's Word as it relates to current issues and the important matters of our life. We're very happy to have you with us again as we study God's Word. Why not get your Bible and follow along with us as we work our way through God's Word, considering great matters of faith and thought. Uh, If you're not where you can have a Bible, why not take pencil and paper and jot these passages down so that you can study them from the confines of your own home? At any rate, our interest and purpose in this program is to study with you about what the Bible says. We want to take a very serious and honest look at the Scriptures. We want to understand them properly and apply them to our lives. And so why not follow along with us today? We're very happy to have you. We're looking at this subject, There's a Great Day Coming, and we spent several radio programs and radio Bible programs studying with you about the matter And there is a great day coming. The Bible makes very clear that the end of all time is coming some great day. It doesn't really matter where you are in the study of the Bible. If you're studying, for example, in um, the pages of uh, the gospel accounts of our Lord, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, just about everywhere through that, Christ is telling us about the second coming and the end of time. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. John chapter 14. I go to prepare a place for you, that if I go, I will come again. You see, even in that section, he's telling us about the end of all time and the second coming of the Lord. You may be studying out of the book of Acts or maybe out of the 21 letters of the New Testament. Uh, you may be studying out of the book of Revelation All of these books focus on the great day that is coming. Now, simply because we do not know when that day will be, we still know that it will be. And so it behooves us to study it carefully to see what the Bible says about the matter. And in that, we've studied a number of important matters. But today, I'd like for us to focus on the uh, one of the important points. There are a lot of important points that relate to this, but I would think one of the most important points about this matter is the end of time will be a great day because it will be a day of judgment for all. And we want to prepare for that. I want to prepare for the judgment, and I know you do as well. So, Nat, if you would, turn to Hebrews chapter 9 and 27, and we'll let that Bible verse serve as the beginning point of our study today about that great day and the judgment that we're all going to face at one great time. Thank you, Jim. Uh, it's good to be with you once again as we discuss. Probably, Jim, when you look at it, um, if not the most important day in in the life of of uh, those living and those who who have, have gone on, uh, other than our day of salvation, this is the the next most important day, or if not the most important day that we're ever going to face, is this great day. A judgment that's going to decide whether or not we're going to be in heaven or spend an eternity in hell. That's so true. So let's look at this. Uh, Hebrews 9.27. And just as it is appointed for man uh, sorry, to die once and after that comes judgment, so Christ having been offered once to bear the sins of many will appear a second time, listen to this, not to deal with sin, 
but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him? That's a good question. Are we eagerly waiting for Christ? You know, if if not, if if the answer to that question is no, I'm not eagerly waiting on him, then you've got to ask yourself why. Is it fear? Is it fear that you're going to not be judged uh, righteous? What is the fear? What is the basis of not wanting? Because this next world, this world that we look forward to as Christians, um, it's nothing to compare to this world. Uh, the beauty of this next world, the, the the being free of sin, being free of death, is something to look forward to. And uh, we should look forward to this great day of judgment if we're in a right and saved condition. And uh, that's what what uh, prompts Jim and I to teach this lesson and to look at this lesson is we want you to be prepared for this great day. We want to be prepared. Jim and I want to be uh, on the right-hand side of the Lord come Judgment Day, and we want you to be there as well. And so let's study this together intently today. Absolutely, Nat. I think that Hebrews 9 27 passage is one that everyone should read carefully. Uh-huh. Now, it's found in a context where it's talking about the complete sacrifice of Christ. Right. You know, Christ offered himself once for all, and, yep. and uh, they we do not have to have the sacrifice of Christ repeated over and over again. Right. Once Christ died, that sacrifice and that blood that was shed on the cross was sufficient sacrifice to make atonement for mankind. But in that context, he makes this point. It is appointed unto man once to die. What happens after that? Then comes the judgment. And so it's that judgment, as Nat pointed out, we're concerned about. And we want to be concerned about that for ourselves as well as for you. That's why you're listening to a radio program such as this. That's why you're studying the Bible along with us. Uh, That's why you're reflecting on these important matters, because you're concerned about the judgment. You need to be. And the person who is not will have a sad state of affairs when the judgment does come. Well, Nat, there's another passage along this line about the judgment, and uh, that's Acts 17. And in Acts chapter 17, 30 and 31, if you have that passage, go ahead and read that for us, and then we'll talk a little bit about that, because that helps us further along on this study of this great day. It's a great day. It's going to be a great day because it will be a day of judgment. Right. Let's look at this passage, uh, Acts 17, such an important passage. Uh, Verse 30, the times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed a day on which he would judge the world in in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed, and of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great passage. Yeah. And you look at these words here in this first uh, verse. The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all, pe- all people everywhere to repent. Well, Jim, what about those who are in any Christian faith? What about those, for example, uh, Buddhist or or muslim or hindu or or those who are simply uh, call upon the name of christ but have not obeyed his gospel uh, are we talking about every single person or are we just we're talking about those in the quote-unquote christian faith you know um, the answer is god created all men uh, and all men are called to repent 
Um, and for that reason, he's fixed a day of judgment. And who's going to be the judge but the one who he appointed, um, who he raised from the dead. And, um, you know, this is everyone. This is kings, queens, uh, the lowest, the highest. They're all called to repent. And that repentance is turning away from sin and turning towards God. That is so true. Well, it's good to emphasize that point now because the passage is saying, now he commands all people everywhere to repent, as yeah. you pointed out. It's good to no emphasize excuses. that. There are no excuses. Everybody needs to repent and obey the gospel. Because, the word because there is giving us a reason. Yeah. There's the reason why people need to. He's fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed, which is Christ, of course. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. So the resurrection of Christ is the guarantee that there is going to be a day of judgment and that all men are going to have to face uh, Christ as their judge. And so Acts 17, 30 and 31 becomes another important Bible passage which talks about that great day from the standpoint of it being a judgment day for everyone. But I think of all these passages, 2 Corinthians 5, uh, really needs to be studied carefully. In fact, we ought to devote a program maybe to the whole chapter. But right now, let's look at Second yeah. Corinthians chapter 5, about verse 10. Uh, this chapter talks about the end of time. This yeah. chapter talks about uh, what life will be like on the other side. And it gives us a lot of, of uh, interesting uh, insights and from God's Word about living life eternally. And so, you know, this life is not the only life there is. When we leave this life, we usher ourselves or we are ushered into another life, a life of uh, eternal uh, life, either eternal condemnation or eternal righteousness with God. Uh, Verse 10 is uh, an important point for us to consider. So now I'm going to ask you to read 2 Corinthians 5.10. I'm going to ask our listening audience to turn to that, read it from the pages of your own Bible, and uh, we will help each other study God's Word. Absolutely. You're right. This passage in 2 Corinthians, it deals with what truly life is about. You know, um, are we home here on earth or are we truly home and uh, looking for our home in heaven. You know, what's the importance of this life? And verse 10 uh, really is a pinnacle verse. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. See, this life, we have, you know, what is the part? You have to look, what is the purpose of this life? And this life is a testing ground, if you would, to see if we are fit for the kingdom. We have this one life, and, and over and over in Scripture you see it talked about as a vapor or something that it, this life is but a mist. You know, We have such a short time in this life to live for God so that we can appear before the judgment seat of Christ and be judged righteous. This life is about serving God, living for God, preparing our lives for this one great day, this judgment day. You know, are you devoting, spending your life getting ready for this one day? You know, how, Jim, how often do we, going on big fancy trips and all, how much preparation and packing and getting everything just so you're fixing to go on a trip? I Mm -hmm. bet you have gotten every detail and every plan. 
ready to go to the to the uh, uh, maximum, to the perfect little inkling. But how very few of us, how very how few people are getting their lives ready for that one great day, that great judgment day, the biggest trip we're ever going to take. Uh, are we preparing? Are we getting our lives ready? Because that's what our life is supposed to be spent for. That is so true, Nat. Let me go ahead and read the next verse, verse 11. <laughs> we we talked about verse yeah. 10, and, and you've helped us understand it. Notice what Second Corinthians 5, 11 says, yeah. Therefore, knowing that the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. Yeah. Uh, but what we are is known to God, and I hope is known also to your conscience. Yeah. In other words, knowing the terror of the Lord, we're going to persuade others. Paul was an apostle of Christ, and he was teaching. He knew something of what the judgment yeah. was going to be about and what it was like. He said, I know this. Now, sometimes we think of God as kind of a doting old grandfather who wants to bless his uh, grandchildren. And there is a sense in which God does want to bless his children. But there's also a uh, a wrath of God, a fiery indignation about God because of sin. The Hebrew writer said in Hebrews chapter 12, our God is a consuming fire. And he said that because he wanted us to remember God's not going to tolerate disobedience, and he's not going to tolerate unfaithfulness. So we need to have a proper respect for the nature of God, and part of that is the terror of the Lord or the fear of the Lord. Knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. The passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and the verse is verse 11. If you've never read that verse before, thought about it carefully, why don't you do that today and consider the matter of your own soul's condition in light of the great day of judgment that is to come. It, Jim, isn't that the reason you're sitting in the seat you are this yes. morning I am? Because yes. we, uh, because of our study of God and knowing, we're, that's what we're trying to do this morning yeah. is persuade. Right. Because we we understand that this judgment day is something to be taken so serious. Mm-hmm. It's the most uh, serious, the, the thing that you need to take the most serious uh, account of in your whole life is this one day. Because it's coming. Yeah. Are you yeah. prepared? Uh, I know that it's coming through my study. Jim yes. knows it's yes. coming. That's why we're here this morning persuading you also, to just as Paul did, let's make sure we're ready for it. Absolutely. You can be a great success at life and a failure in this. Oh, man. That would be the one thing that you should have been a success in. And this is the one thing you should have been a success <laughs> right. in. And that is living for Christ and being obedient to his will. Well, you know, the basis of the judgment is a serious consideration. But one thing is for sure, it's not going to be our excuses. We're not going to be able to offer any excuses on that day. And we're not going to be able to say, well, you know, I really meant to do that, but I never got around to it. Uh, I really meant to change my life. I understood it. And I really meant to do that, but I just never found the time. Those things are not going to work on the day of judgment or, you know, I really thought this was the right thing to do. Uh, Can't you cut me some slack on this? I mean, it's not going to be any bargaining with God on the day of judgment. It's not good intentions. It's not what we thought was right. You know, there's an old Testament passage uh, that says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways. My ways, saith the Lord, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. I read for you there Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9. Uh, the basis of the judgment is not going to be our good intentions or what we thought was right or, yeah. hey, I did a pretty good job here. 
uh, does not count for anything, and the answer to that is no. Well, and like you said, like we read the passage, what about ignorance? What about just yeah, flat old, yeah, yeah. I, I was ignorant of the fact, well, yeah. that time has run out. God is not going to be patient yeah. towards the ignorant. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, He's called us all to repent, yeah. and whether you're ignorant about it or not isn't going to matter. That's right. You should have. He's given you plenty of opportunities to study. You know, we we live in a time, Jim. I'm sitting here holding an iPad, yeah. looking at a computer screen, yeah. uh, holding Bibles. Uh, on my shelf here, I probably got four or five different uh, translations, versions. Jim, do we have an excuse here in America, uh, really around the world, for not yeah. being able to lay our hands on God's Word? Yeah. None. No, no excuse whatsoever. No. And you're living a land full of Bibles. That's right. And the Bible's more accessible now than it's ever been. That's right. Like you pointed out. Yeah. You've got all these tools. And these got it aids. on my iPhone. Got it yeah. on my iPad. Got it on my computer. That's a great thing. Ignorance is not going to... Maybe uh-huh. maybe even less than it ever has, ignorance will never be accepted yeah. by God, yeah. especially in this time where yeah. we have so much ability to be able to reach and grab God's Word so easily. That's that's such a good point to consider. We we really um, have such availability to the Bible That's more right. than ever before, translated in our own language yep. uh, so that we can understand it. There's no excuse. Uh, every excuse you can think up uh, will fail on the day of judgment because the judgment will not be based on excuses. Another thing I'd like to talk about, Nat, while we're on this, is that we're not going to be able to use the word of other people or the teaching of other people to save us. Uh, Some people will say, this is what you need to do. But if that advice is not grounded substantively in Bible truth, it's not going to do you any good on the day of judgment. You may go before the uh, king and and uh, Lord Jesus Christ, and say, yeah, but so-and-so told me to do this. And he said, yeah, but I didn't tell you to do this. Right. Uh, what people have said, some of the things uh, they said, You've, I had a religious experience, uh, but that, of course, is not going to be the basis of the judgment. Right. Or, you know, I followed carefully the creeds and the doctrines which uninspired men have written, yeah. and uh, they were very popular in my day where I lived, and everybody was following that, um, and I use that as the basis yeah. of the judgment. Yeah. But that will not no. be sufficient no. uh, on the day of judgment. How many times, Jim, have we uh, studying with people? I uh, heard, well, my pastor so or my preacher so and so told me this about this, and and they've never examined for itself. Or, or yeah. grandmama so and so told me when I was a little boy that this was the way. Yeah. Well, God gave you a brain. Mm-hmm. He gave me a brain, and He gave us His Word. Uh, we're at, we should be able uh, to uh, renew our minds, Romans 12, by the study of God's Word and be transformed because of it on our own accord. And we're going to be judged not on the basis of somebody else's brain or somebody else's heart, but what we've studied and what we've applied to our lives. We're going Whether we've sucked in and taken in what uh, that yeah. false teaching, well, that's the reason God gave us our own brains and made the Word available to us. Yeah, and if we expect to go before God in judgment using that as the basis yeah. of the judgment, uh-uh. then we're going to be disappointed. That's we're going right. to be destroyed because That's God right. has said, but I didn't tell you that. This person over here yeah. told you that, or you erroneously believed that That's and right. accepted that. And the erroneous beliefs, the false issues, the false doctrines, the false teachers uh, on that day are going to be exposed for who and what they are, that it, 
false teaching and error does not yeah. save. It's only truth that saves. And what the if only they were, way yeah. to find that is through God's Word. What if they were sincere, though, Jim? What if, yeah. what if Grandmama was truly sincere about what she said and loved us and didn't want to? What about sincerity? Is that, you know, is that enough? And the answer is no. The answer is no. God's Word is going to be the judge. Yeah. It's already been spoken. It's not going to be changed. You know, I think about that. You know, Noah built an ark yep. for the saving of his house. Yep. And we have to ask ourselves, what are we building? Are right. we building a a future and eternity based on the word of God? Noah built that ark because God told him to do it. Yep. And Noah built the ark the way God told him to do it. And he found grace in the eyes of the Lord because he did. What are yeah. we doing? What yeah. kind of arc, What kind of life are we building? Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, Lot. What did Lot do? Lot left Sodom for the saving of his family. Yeah. Genesis chapter nineteen. What are we willing to leave for the saving of our family? That's right. Uh, what are we willing to leave off so that we and our families? can be saved. Husbands will not go to heaven because of their wives. That's right. Children will not go to heaven because of their parents. Uh, A church collectively uh, will not be able to go to heaven individually because what the group is doing, it's going to be what you individually are doing out of obedient faith in order to be pleasing in the sight of God. Well, before our time runs out, let's spend just a moment We've talked about what will not be the basis of the judgment. Yeah. So what will be the right. basis of the judgment? Now, let's go to Matthew chapter 12, and uh, let's look at that and see. And I hope that you're turning with us as we cite these Bible passages and we read them. We do that for a purpose. We, we want you to read along with us and study from the Word of God yourself these important matters. And I'm looking at Matthew chapter 12, and as I'm turning to that, I I encourage you to turn to that passage also. And I'm looking at about verse 36. And um, uh, it talks about the judgment, but we've looked at a number of passages that talk about it. But I want to look at the basis of the judgment. Based on what? What are we going to be judged on? And the Bible is very clear about the matter. So in Matthew 12, 36 and 37... Uh, Nat, if you'd read that for us, that'll help us. Absolutely. I tell you, on that day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you'll be justified. And by your words, you'll be condemned. There you go. You know, basically we're talking about here the actions of our lives, what we say, even what we do, the things that, uh, the things we say idle, you know. What this tells me, Jim, is, we need to think a little more about what we say and how, you know, pay a little. Not everything is fun and games. Not everything is is crude and rude. We ought to give a, a, a thought about the things that are coming out of our mouth that are in our hearts. We're going to have to stand before God and give an answer for. Shouldn't those things be focused more on God and holy things? Yeah, we need to think about that. While I make mention of that, why don't you turn that to Romans chapter 2. Sure. Romans 2 and verse 16 is another passage which talks about the basis of our judgment. Now, as we're turning to Romans 2 and 16, make uh, m- let it be clear that we're going to be judged by every idle word that comes out sure. of our mouth. We're going to be judged by what we say. 
uh, all the slander, all the gossip, all the things that we should not have said, the lies we've told, the filthy communication that's come out of our mouth, if that's unrepented of, if we do not change and get that out of our life, then we're going to be held accountable for every bit of that. And so I stop and think about all the things that I have said. Somebody once said, talk is cheap. Well, it can be, I guess, from one sense, but from another perspective, it can be very expensive. It can cost you your soul. Oh, and James had to say something about that on the tongue. You yes, know. he did. You know, yes, you he did. better bridle that tongue if you yes, want to uh, not have to give an account for it in heaven one day. That's right. Romans 2.16, Jim? Yes, sir. Oh, Romans 2.16. Okay. On that day when, according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. Isn't that something? Will you, How about we've that? been talking about the words. Yeah. What about what's secret in our <laughs> minds? That's what's not said. That's right. There you go. He judges those things, too. He knows our hearts. He knows the the intent of the thought of what we're fixing to say. Uh, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. He knows the heart of man yeah. and, and, and the mind. Those things that are in secret that we thought nobody else knew, guess what? God knows. God knows. That's God right. Knows. That's right. So true. God knows what we say. God knows what we don't say. Yeah. God knows the thoughts we harbor in our heart. That's right. And we're going to be judged by that. Yes. There's no way to hide this. Now, when you come to an understanding, I believe, of who God is and how God's going to hold us accountable, he's going to hold us responsible for how we use our lives and all these wonderful blessings that we have. Uh, he's going to hold us accountable for the things which we have done. But let's go a step further, Nat. Let's go to Second Thessalonians chapter 1. And I think of all these passages uh, of what we're going to be judged by, what we have done, uh, and what we have said, and the thoughts that we've had in our hearts yes. toward this one and the other. Uh, this passage here, Second Thessalonians chapter 1, I'd like for you to turn to that and all of our listening audience turn to that and listen carefully as Nat reads for us verses 7 through 9. I think you have right here the most summarized, capsulized passage about our responsibility before God and what will happen to us when we fail to obey God more so than any other passage in the Bible. Absolutely. I'm thinking about Second Thessalonians 1. And I hope you turn to it, verses 7 through 9. Absolutely. Uh, And to grant relief to you who are afflicted as well as to us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, inflicting vengeance on those who who do not know God, and listen to this, and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus, they will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord, and from the glory of his might. Jim, this day's coming. It's as sure as the sun rises in the morning. This day's coming one day. And we implore you. We we know that it's coming. Jim and I have studied God's word. And because of this, just as Paul tried to persuade, we try to persuade you today that if you have not obeyed the gospel of Christ, just as it says here in Second Thessalonians 1.8, then there's a day coming where you're going to be separated from the Lord eternally. So we encourage you to obey the gospel. If you don't know what that means, we encourage you to reach out to us. Uh, you can reach us through uh, our website. Uh, Jim, what is that website? Uh, www.broadwaychurchofchristtyler.com. .com. 
You can look us up. Uh, our phone number's there. We'd love to sit down and talk to you about this because, guys, uh, listeners, the judgment is coming, and we want you to be with us uh, on the right-hand side of God. And we enjoyed being with you. Uh, we ask that you uh, listen again next week as we continue to study God's Word together.